Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. If you've been listening to this series so far, you are well, well on your way to developing a comprehensive strategy to crushing your slow. Beyond be smart, be nice, yada, yada. No, specific tips. And we're up to tips 21 through 25 this week. And the general theme this week is probably the most, or at least tied for the most important set of tips that you're going to need to know for your clerkship. Probably tied with the stuff we'll cover next week. This week, it's all about that all-important patient presentation. And you know this, the reason this is so, so important is because your attendings or residents or whoever you're paired with to train under, their primary impression of you, the bulk of the time that they spend with you, will be built around your patient presentations. You have tremendous opportunity to improve patient care by giving a clear, concise, thorough patient presentation up front once on each case, because attendings need to keep things moving and knowing what the deal is before heading into a room, what red flags they anticipate that they're going to need to ask about too, what issues are at play. It it keeps things moving. It organizes the case in their mind in a way that I, I think it just drastically improves patient care. And it just makes you sound like you know your shit when you give a good presentation. And the, the flip side of that is that presentations that are disorganized or boring and, and talking about stuff like, oh, you know, their toenails or whatever, or, or heaven forbid, you didn't ask any of the important red flags or do any of the important exam stuff. And you're just like scratching your ass in there for a half hour chatting about supports. God help you when your slow comes back. I mean, this episode is going to be huge. Now, if you need to go back, go ahead and listen to our patient presentations episode for a sample template on how these should kind of go, because I'm not repeating that template or, you know, kind of how a good presentation should really sound. I'm really trying to give bonus tips, extra tips so that your presentation sounds 100 times better and is more useful and clarifies and improves patient care compared to your peers that you're rotating with. So let's go. Tip number 21 this week. We've actually mentioned this, I think, in the chest pain episode maybe. But go ahead and feel free to print out one of those old records or at least read through those old records and summarize them to yourself and maybe jot down a few simple main points. Address those old records. The old records can be really important. And so I'm going to give you a list of like possible things that frequently are relevant that you can pull. Okay, so any emergency department visit for the same or similar complaint within the last month, because those are either bounce backs or frequent flyers, and you need to identify that and and just know kind of that they were just here or that they're here all the time, right? You don't necessarily need to print off that record, but you want to jot down a note on that for patients that have a potentially cardiac symptom and you know that, you know, MI and ACS, that those are going to be high on your differential diagnosis. You want to print, if it's there, the report. And I would actually print this out of the most recent echo or cath if it's been within the last few years. I think that would be very useful to print out. 
if the patient was discharged from the hospital within the last few months, you would, you'd be very smart to look up that discharge summary to see kind of what happened and probably the H&P for that visit as well, because it'll give you a nice comprehensive internal medicine version of their medical history, right? And it's going to save you time when you're in the room with them. You don't necessarily have to print it out. You can, you don't have to, but you want to make note of that. And then the one I should probably add to is if the patient has, has been in the ED recently or, or recently within the last few months had a major imaging study, something like a CT scan or an MRI, jotting down those results, if they're abnormal, maybe printing the report, that can be useful as well. Now, don't get me wrong. That's, you know, if you're going to just print all of that stuff, that's not what I want you to do. That would be like a ton of paper and stuff to print. And it's really easy for your attending. They can just like click the box in the health record and, and this stuff will just open right up in front of them. No big deal. So don't turn this into like this big thing, like, oh my God, I have to print all this stuff before I present. No, 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 no. You're not getting it. Glance through the chart. Take note of those types of important things. That's the point. Maybe if you think it'd be helpful, print off the report. If you think your attending might like something like that, something like a recent HMP for their, all of their health history, if it's complicated or a recent cath, if they're there with chest pain, right? That's the type of thing that you're wanting to be printing. Otherwise you're just paying attention to it. If you do this, it's going to improve and expedite patient care, and it's going to show that you were thorough, that you looked up the things that you needed to look up, and it's going to help your attending uh, identify those old records. Tip number 22, the snowy blizzard presentation. When you give your presentations, there's a cadence to it, a cadence, like a march to it that makes you sound like a badass. You want to keep things clean, quick, concise, and keep moving forward. And so listen again to the patient presentations episode if you need to like refresh on an example. And that in that episode is just an example template that you can use. But what I want to what I want to emphasize today is what I'm going to call the snowy blizzard presentation. I grew up in rural Minnesota, and I would snowmobile a lot. And sometimes, if you made a mistake and you'd like tip the snowmobile over in the ditch or something, and you'd have to get off the thing, and there's snow blowing all around you. There's howling wind. You're blinded by snow hitting your face up to your knees, up to your waist in a snowbank, and you have to climb and get that thing out of the ditch. That's, if you're doing it right, that's what your emergency medicine rotation should almost feel like to you. Kind of like chaotic and loud and cold and there's just not a lot of clarity in the distance and you're just getting buried in knowledge and pearls and practice patterns from this person and that person and this attending and that attending and it's all blowing in your face and it feels like you're stuck in a blizzard. And then you jump off your snowmobile and you take this patient history and you're up to your knees in, in snow in your HPI and a recent surgery and they're hundred medical problems and exam findings and whatever, and you feel overwhelmed and it's just, it's deep, right? And, and now you have to present these cases. When you walk through deep snow, you can't drag your feet sliding forward bit by bit. You're not going to get anywhere, you know, pulling through the snow step by step. You, you wear out, you don't get far. You need to take high confident steps. You get your foot above the snow and you almost march through the snowbank to get where you need to get going. You get your legs up and you take these big high confidence steps. And that's what I want your presentations to feel like. Whatever your template is, it's eight steps, it's 10 steps, 10 steps, however you decide you're going to do it. Step one 
and you're taking high steps. Step two, march, big steps. Step three, confidence. Step four, cadence. And you march through your presentation and you don't drag your feet or slow down. Big, confident step by step down your template. Don't slip, don't drag, march through it. If you trip and you, you almost stumble, you take almost a small step. Don't worry. You stand back up and you keep taking big, confident, high marching steps forward when you present. Anything that your attending needs to know that you forget to say, you can easily clarify it if they, you know, as long as, as you asked it, but they can always say, hey, wait, 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 you said that they had a surgery. And if you forgot to mention that, yeah, you can just fill them in on that. But don't lose that snowbank cadence. Big steps, step, 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 and knock out your presentation without dragging your feet. That cadence will really help you. Tip number 23, treatment plan. This is your biggest mistake in my experience when you give your presentations. When you finish, and I'm just giving you like that blank stare, this is why. On all of your other rotations, you have been data gatherers and you take great, sometimes too thorough histories and you do nice exams and maybe you miss a comprehensive neuro exam every once in a while, but I can teach you to do better at that. But you, you present that part of it fine. You easily present the patient medical problems and their recent surgeries or whatever. And then the area you're slipping up is your plan. Now, remember, a plan when you give your plan, it has two parts. It has two parts. Good medical students snow bank march through their presentations, and then they remember their plan. And they go, BMP, CBC, urine, pregnancy, EKG, whatever, tests they want. That's what good medical students do. Dun, 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 dun. And I think what we should do is get a BMP and a CBC and a urine pregnancy and a troponin. But only the rarest of medical students, in my experience, the unicorn med student remembers the second and quite frankly, the easiest part of the plan, the treatment plan. You get the testing plan. Lots of you do. Some of you miss it, but you almost all of you miss the treatment plan. You get all excited. You say these labs and these tests that you want to order, and then your cadence stops and you miss your last step, the treatment plan, the treatment plan. You need to be giving treatment plans, how to treat their symptoms. Just say, Hey, I want to give a Tylenol regular strength Tylenol, or I think they maybe need something a little more than Tylenol. Let's, let's maybe give them some morphine or let's give them some Zofran for nausea. Let's get them some fluids. This is easy stuff. These are gimmies. You guys are always forgetting this and it's like the grand finale and you just forget to do it. Your cadence just slips and you go, uh, maybe a CT. And then you kind of look at me and then you lose control of this amazing presentation. And no, 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 no. Say, uh, I don't know. I was thinking about maybe a CT and then march big steps, but I would like to at least get them some nausea medicine and pain medicine and reevaluate the treatment plan, the treatment plan for the love of God, give a treatment plan. Don't miss this. It's a big, big, important tip. It's low hanging fruit to just help you stand above everyone else. Just don't forget to say what you're going to do. Like I want to get them something for their pain. This is like not hard. Tip number 24, this one, this one, you have to, you have to be agile for this one. This is a, the agile crafty medical student that can pull this one off, but you've finished your presentation. Your attorney's like, all right, I'm going to go see the patient. And then you're kind of shadowing them into the room. No, 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 no. If you can pull it off, don't shadow them in. 
This is a part of patient ownership that carries into this week as well. Follow your attending into the room and then maybe write the last second, slip right in front of him and say, uh, hello, Mr. Jones, it's, it's Zach, the med student again. I wanted to introduce to you, uh, this is the supervising physician, doctor, whoever. I was telling her about what's going on with your foot pain. And I just think it's, I, I just think this is a very confident thing to do. You don't have to be extroverted to come across as confident and take ownership. You just have to do little, little things like that. That's just, that's a quick one. Maybe if you are the one that introduces your attending and the patient to each other, all of a sudden you're the one that seems like the owner, right? It's a good ownership move. And then the last tip, tip number 25 Get everything set up. Your attendings will thank you endlessly for this. When you give a presentation and your patient is going to need a lac repair or an abscess drainage or an ultrasound or a pelvic exam or a lumbar puncture or the language line, whatever it is, this is a nice rehash of lots of smaller tips that we've done up to this point. But get everything ready for your attending. Why wouldn't you? It is helpful. It was, you know, have the language line ready. Have the incision and drainage kit out and prepped. Have the LP tray. Figure out what glove size your attending is and have the consent ready and some gloves for them and for you. Because it speeds things along. It improves patient care. It gives you something to do that is actually helping out the department. And your attending will like you more because you did a favor for them. It's not really scut work. It's like, you know, it's helping out. Those are my tips this week anyways. Print out and review some old records before your presentation. Keep that confident, high-stepping snowbank cadence when you're giving your presentations. Do not forget the treatment plan. In emergency medicine, you are expected, you have to present a testing plan and a treatment plan when you give your presentation. And then if you're agile enough to pull it off, try to be the one that introduces your attending and the patient to each other. And then last, with your patients, when you know that they're going to need a procedure or something set up, just set it up. Ask the nurses to show you where the supplies are. And if you're nice and humble, they'll even tell you what you actually need to get too. If, if, you know, if you need help, do, do these things. You're five steps closer to crushing your slow and becoming an emergency medicine attending. That wraps it up. Thank you again for letting me teach you this week. I'm excited to help you at this step of your training because I believe that many, many, many of you are going to do great things for this specialty in a few years. Please remember me when you're like the famous founder of a large nonprofit or invent some bomb piece of airway equipment or something, or, you know, just remember little old Zach way back when, okay? You guys are going to do amazing. Until next week, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.